Coming up, Chili Bowl officials tried to head off cheating with surprise Monday enforcement. We'll get into the details, plus Buddy Kofoid's 2024 plans are official, as is the future for Shane Clanton and Capital Race Cars. Let's go. It's Tuesday, January 9th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. The first official race night of the Chili Bowl provided us with no lack of things to talk about, from the great racing to the significant step up in the tech and officiating process. That officiating caught everyone by surprise during the ramp up to last night's feature, when officials approached every car on the track before they were to be pushed off and started checking drivers for smart devices and swapping out receivers. We saw the smartwatch situation play out at the Dirt Late Model Dream at Eldora back in June, with officials there concerned that teams were communicating via the devices uh, to the drivers in the car. Using text messaging or Bluetooth earbuds, teams can pass along information about racing lines and where other competitors are driving. You might remember we did a daily show about it that did a whole crap load of views. And apparently those concerns about this type of communication continue to be on the minds of those in the sport. Besides the checks we saw last night, Clinton Boyles talked about it being something that was discussed around the Eldora Million. And along with the watch checks, the receiver swaps was something I certainly hadn't seen before. Officials were clearly of the mind that some may have been using their devices to get information from crews as well. And although the standard receiver device is only one channel, the racing electronics version has a two channel setup. Driver could potentially have race control on one of those channels and under cautions flip to the second one to receive communications from their teams. Swapping out those devices would obviously eliminate that ability. Something to consider here, though, is even with the Checks 4 technology, it doesn't end crew guys signaling, which we see plenty of, or the ability to still peek at the big screen, which seems to still be happening even though it was moved. It seems like a difficult thing to completely remove this idea of communication and trying to get information from outside sources, and I'm not sure exactly where you draw the line on policing this. If this is happening or rumored in dirt lane model racing, now midgets, it's clear that this calm stuff is likely happening at all levels and in all divisions, including the big-time sprint car stuff like Boyles mentioned. Chili Bull officials have also stepped up other checks with regular tire samples being taken last night. Officials making sure guys were on the correct right rear tire, which was happening at the top of the ramp. And the top nine were all teched after last night's feature for traction control in their ignition boxes. We've quickly moved on from just checking for safety and the correct fuel color at the Chili Bowl to much more uh, serious and determined teching. As for last night's racing, we had really good action from start to finish. I thought the track prep was on point and the elbows were definitely out. The uh, feature was controlled by Keith Coon's cars with Cannon McIntosh out front early from the pole and then Tanner Carrick charging from fourth to the lead before halfway. The real battle for much of the second half of the feature was for that second lock-in spot with Shane Golubic, McIntosh, Chase Briscoe, and Michael Pickens really going to war. Golubic eventually won out and was able to uh, even challenge Carrick late for the lead. Tanner Carrick, though, able to pick up the win. It was his second prelim win in three years, and Golubic grabbed that other locked-in spot for Saturday's main event. Third through eighth, and Michael Pickens, Chase Briscoe, Chris Windham, Kenna McIntosh, Trey Marcham, and Joby Miller go on to a Saturday B-Mame. Joe B was the night's really big mover. He went 11th to 2nd in his B main and then 20th to 8th in the main event. So a lot of passing for Joe B. Last night's race of champions was an interesting preview for later in the week. Uh, Chase Briscoe out front early, but Logan Seavey went 4th to the front just past halfway. He was gone by the checkered flag topping Tyler Courtney and McIntosh. 
That Kevin and Jordan Swindell owned 39 looks to be picking up where they left off last season as CV was also quick time for the race of champions. CV won the USAC National Midget Championship this year with Abacus Racing on this midget tire, which we talked about yesterday. And Clinton Boyles mentioned during the broadcast how good Logan is on this tire. He certainly showed that last night. The last time, though, that the Race of Champions winner went on to win the Chili Bowl that same year was 2013 when Kevin Swindell did it. I'm not sure if that's a good sign or a bad one here. <laughs> Tonight's free living program will be stacked yet again with names like Buddy Kofoid, Tanner Holmes, David Gravel, Kevin Thomas Jr., Zach Dom, Hank Davis, Parker Price Miller, Boyles, uh, out of the, out of the uh, uh, announcer's booth and into the driver's seat. Chase McDermott, Timez, Jake Andriotti, all of those set to compete among many others. Schedule for today, same as it was yesterday. Hot lap scheduled for 4 p.m. Central Time, racing to start at 5. If you are not headed for Tulsa, watch it live over on Flow Racing. We talked back on Monday about what the future holds uh, for Roth Motorsports and their national sprint car touring plans for 2023. We got half the answer officially today with the announcement that Buddy Kofoid will indeed tackle the full Award of Outlaws sprint car schedule this year. This was not unexpected, like we talked about a few days ago, as the deal had been in place with the Outlaws and Kofoid for a few weeks now. We were just waiting on the announcement. Kofoid joins uh, the Outlaw rookie class that also includes Landon Crawley and Bill Baylog. And this announcement pushes the Outlaw field to 12 total, with Kofoid joining David Gravel, Brock Zierfoss, Donnie Schatz, Noah Gass, Carson Macedo, uh, Baylog, Crawley, Logan Schuhart, Gio Selzy, Shelton Hodenshield, and Bill Rose. Kofoid was one of the busiest 410 racers in the country in 2023, competing 87 times across the Outlaws, All-Stars, High Limit, NARC, and a lot more. He ended up with five 410 sprint car victories, including three against the Outlaws. I don't think there's any reason to believe that Kofoid can't challenge for the top five in the Outlaw standings in 2024, especially if that TRD 410 engine gets better and more reliable this year. We know that thing has plenty of power, but that reliability did show its ugly head a few times this past season, including that spectacular, rapid, unscheduled disassembly that Kofoid had during the big 250,000 to win show at Husets. Uh, that was while he was leading. Uh, with Kofoid's plans now known, the focus shifts towards uh, what Roth will do with James McFadden. After a Monday show where we talked about this, I had two industry folks reach out and say that they didn't see a scenario where McFadden went high limit based on Dennis Roth's feelings and motivations. But other sources still point to that being a possibility, so I'm not sure what to believe at this moment for what McFadden will do. With about a month still to go here, the days are kind of starting to tick down uh, on this time to make their uh, national touring selections. Uh, moving over to some dirt late model news from recent days, we've got clarity now on the future for Shane Clanton. The Georgia driver's 2024 season was in question after he was replaced at Skyline Motorsports by Mar uh, Mike Marler late in 2023. Along with Clanton's murky situation, there were also a lot of rumors around about what would happen with Capital Race Cars, which builds dirt late model chassis and the chassis that Skyline and Clanton had been racing. But late last week came word that Clanton and Chad Smith are purchasing Capital Race Cars from Marshall Green. Under the new arrangement, Clanton and Smith will oversee Capital's race car business, but Green and his fabrication company will continue to manufacture the chassis themselves. This means no national tour schedule for the Georgia Bulldog, who will instead be able to spend more time with family while running the business. In the release, Clanton said he'll likely race 20 times this year around the Southeast in between testing, development, and customer support at the track. Uh, so a big shift for Clanton, and the uh, capital line here stays in business for the future. Uh, that's it for today's Daily Show. The weather in the East today is a bit ugly, so make sure you guys stay safe out there. Pay attention to those warnings and watches and all of that stuff out there. I hope you guys have a great Tuesday. We will see you right back here tomorrow.